0: Come
1: on. Let's give the Lord some praise in the house. Hey, you know what I heard? You know what I heard? You know what I heard? I heard... I, <laughs> I, something's going on this morning. It's like, okay. But you know what I heard? I, I was a, I was helping somebody do something. This has been many years ago. And there was a danger that was coming. And, and, and Delbert, the person that was next to me, and it was like this... It, it was actually a deal that was beginning to fall. And he hit me in the chest. And he said, get out. He said, get out. So he hit me in the chest. And when he hit me in the chest, I mean, I was like. I heard that this morning. You don't have to be hit in the chest. Amen. There is something that God is saying. Go ahead and get out. Go ahead and make a move. Go ahead and get on out of there. Break on out of there. You know what? I was thinking about the jailbreak. You know what I mean? I was, when I was in the hospital, I dreamt, well, I would dreamt, I had this deal, I told Shelly, I wouldn't tell her, I was on some medication, and how many of you know that medication can be pretty bad at times? Well, I thought I was in prison in Alva, Oklahoma, and some of y'all know the old Johnny Cash song, um, you know, Fulton County Prison Blues, that's what it was. And I just remember laying there, and I was looking for my jailbreak. Because I was like, I'm breaking out, I'm breaking out. And then in would come the nurse, and then she'd give me some medication. And I'm like, they're trying to drug me again. They are not, I'm going to break out of this prison. I didn't tell Shelly this the first few days in there, because she would have had to probably, you know, if the hospital knew, they'd have probably brought in the psychologists and all that other stuff. So I kept looking over my shoulder. I kept looking over it, and I could see some feet over there. And I said, that's the sheriff. He's over there watching that exit door so I can't break out, right? Well, long story short, there was no door over there. That was Shelly laying over there on the deal. She, had, I could just see her legs. But every time I kept thinking, I'm going to break out. I'm going to break out. I'm going to break out. What is it that God wants you to break out of this morning? What is it that you want to break out? you got to go, i got to get out. i got to get out. I'm going to go ahead and get out. Some of you need to get out and run. I love to see Robbie, Robbie run because I know personally what he's going through and the issues that he's dealing with and the breakthrough that he's getting because of it. And somebody might say, well, you know, I, I want to run. I want to run, but you know, I'm in church. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's a new era. <laughs> it's a new era. We were having a conversation the other day. And what happens, listen, what happens is doubt and unbelief can begin to come in. And all of a sudden, our conversations were a positive conversation, and then it began to turn, and it was like, wait a minute, well maybe we can't do this, or maybe we can't do that. And then somebody in the middle of that conversation said, well you know what, it's a new era. Tell somebody next to you, it's a new era. It's a new era. And it was like, all of a sudden, something began to shift. What is it in your life? That you're saying, I can't do this, or we can't do this, or maybe I can't break out of this, or maybe I can't get into this, maybe I can't step into this. But I'm here to tell you, all things are possible to him that believe, and we are in a new era. Amen? And we've been talking about freedom. Everybody shout freedom. We've been talking about freedom. Are we free? And are we free indeed? And you guys are free to worship. You're free to raise your hands. You're free to sing. I, I, uh, I, I, we called somebody up. Ron, we called him up the other day. We were like, it's happy birthday. I was going to sing to you, but I don't want to sing. Uh, come on, somebody. I, I, I've, I've learned my lesson on that. I do make a joyful noise because I was going to sing. and um, And I said, I'm not going to sing. But the good thing about worship right here is that we can start to sing. And I said, I can sing. And just because I don't sing in tune... Y'all really can't hear me. The worship team really cannot hear me. But God can hear us. And he says to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Let's make a joyful noise this morning. Amen? We're here to worship the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Amen? Let's give him some praise. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. we got a prophetic word coming forth.
2: Actually, I'm going to do something different. Pastor Eric's wanting something different. He said, I want to do the same old thing every time. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say anybody that has on pink or coral or green, come up here and stand by me. I know it. There's a lot of us. I mean, I just watched as as people came in and I thought, Wow, God, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, look at that. Wow, look at that. Shirley, I think you need to be up here. Shane, isn't that green? Huh? Come on up here. Now, now, don't think you're getting left out if you don't have on pink, coral, or green. You're not being left out. But you know, I just hear God saying, "You know what tomorrow is? First day of spring. It's the first day of spring. Do we look like spring?" Yeah. Get, get your green showing here. And, you know, God is saying that the grass is turning green. And the flowers are coming up. And this is your new season. It's not just a new season, new season. It's your new season. It's your place to live in the kingdom of God. He's already prepared it all for us. And this morning he told me about about flowers and he was he took me up into the heavens and we didn't go in in the heaven we stopped in the garden and I said okay we can't go in the gate um so then there were just beautiful flowers everywhere and he said pick a bouquet so I did and immediately new flowers just popped right up I mean they were full bloom flowers that just came and I said, um, God, even the trees are blooming here. And the grass is green. So, you know, if, if this keeps happening, there won't be room here for any of us. It's going to be all trees, bushes, and shrubs and flowers. And he said, i got to get this just right. He said, in, in my place. There's eternal life. Well, I knew that, but he said, the flowers are eternal. They don't have to reproduce. They are eternal because this is the place of eternal life. That just kind of blew me away. Maybe you can think about that. But what I'm trying to get you to see today is that God is moving in this place, in this city, in this state, and even in our nation. Some may not think it's God, but I'm telling you, it's God. And just enjoy what he's doing and just praise him for what he's doing. So today, my my word is enjoy the garden. Enjoy the grass. Enjoy
3: life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're just in a new place. Let's just step into that new place today. Step into that new place. Come on, get out of the old and into the new. God is doing something new. Just step into that new place. Step into that new place today.
4: Last week he went to the doctor and he had a uh, infection in the colon, so they gave him medicine. Well, last week they did a PET scan and the PET scan came back excellent. The cancer ain't in the brain, it's not spreading and it's dead, which it ain't in the body anymore. There you go.
3: Amber's grandpa is uh, my brother-in-law so and we have been praying for him and we do rejoice in that and let's just praise the Lord and um I just want to pray for rain this morning also. Can I do that this morning? Okay. Okay. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for that you are God, and you are such a powerful God, and that you hear our prayers, Lord, that your ears are open to it, to our prayers, Lord, and I just pray, oh Lord, that this would be an encouragement to others, Lord, that uh, there's nothing ha- too hard for you, Father God. And Father, we just ask you now, Lord, Virginia's talking about the garden, Lord, this morning, and Father, we need rain to make the everything green and the flowers to come up and Father I just thank you that you are going to send it to you to us father i thank you that you are the rainmaker father there's nothing 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 too hard for you lord and that the rain cometh lord and that when it comes lord that it'll come in a soft gentle rain lord and make everything green that you have created lord that it just absorbs lord your glory the glory that you created father and that it as it as it grows green and it gets greener lord it just raises its hands up to you lord for the for the rain that you have given us that makes everything, your creation, great and glorious. And we thank you for it, Father. We give you all the glory and all the praise for all that you do, Father, in Jesus' name.
5: Awesome.
1: We just want to kind of open up some things to some testimony time. And if you, uh, why don't you guys just be seated and, and uh, Angela, if you'll just continue to play, that would be great. And I just want us to be able to open up some time to give just some testimony of the Lord.
2: You know, you all give testimony all the time and I guess I'm so blessed. I don't have anything specific to get to testify about, but, um, um, this is about the fire. And um, I don't know if Eric mentioned it last week or told you all about it, but I'm going to tell you all about it, okay? So the night after, well, the night that it started was so bad. We were interceding so strongly for our hog farms. We have four of them in Buffalo, and they have a lot of pigs in them. And those pigs didn't have anywhere to go. And so we, we went, I, I even went to bed thinking, man, I hope I have a home when I get up in the morning. Did any of you feel like that? Yeah. And um, so I got up the next morning. Eric sent us a text that the hog barns were okay. I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. But then about 9 o'clock, I think Shelly texted me one of them and said, The fire started up again, and they're in line of the fire. Well, you know, how many have ever been in a crisis? It can't be tomorrow, and it can't be next week. It has to be now. Have you ever been there? Well, you know, I I know I intercede, but I don't consider myself an intercessor like Debbie and... Kelly and whatever I I do intercede But I that isn't my life calling okay But I'm telling you I took the hog farms into the court Confessed of any sin that could have been associated with them anywhere any place I took them I don't know four or five times I couldn't sit down did you ever get that way Where you're in a crisis you can't sit down you're just walking the floor I'm walking the floor, walking the floor and I'm praying and praying and, and, and I'm praying in the spirit. You know, I, I'm doing all I know to do because it isn't me doing it anyway. It's God, right. but you know, I, I, I guess I probably spent two hours and a half maybe and, um, Jerry was on the iPad And he got another text I could tell he did And I thought I don't know if I want to look at it or not Because he'd already sent one That just Was fire everywhere Headed right straight for those four hog barns But at 1130 He sent a text And that far away from the barn The firefighters got it out I mean, to me, I don't know what you think. You think, well, that's silly, maybe. That was a miracle. I had to have it then. Now, Eric and Shelley had to have it, and Jerry had to have it, and Mark and Sandra had to have it. But I was, I, I felt like, you know, if I don't do this, if I don't do this, the devil is going to take what God created for us to use to propagate the kingdom, And that's how I took him to court. The purpose of those hog barns is not for us. It's to have finances to help the kingdom of God. And because of that, I believe when I showed him the purpose, I wasn't saying I need it because I needed it. Yes, he knew that. But the purpose was for us to have them to help us get it out to the body. And so... That's my testimony, and I'm, I'm just glad to be able to get up here and give you one that, that is absolutely splinched, cinched, whatever, in my mind. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Um,
4: the first one is, as we were in worship, and the first song that we were singing about our chains being broken, what I saw in the Spirit was angels just... You know, I think we each one have individual angel, but it was like each one was had. You know those big um, chain bolt cutter. I mean, they're really long, like three foot. That's what I saw over each one of you. Some of you, it was like breaking chains physically. Some were spiritually. Some were over your mind, like the The. The chain cutters were like over over your head area. Some were over your eyes to break the chains that you're being blinded to some of the things of God. But it was like each one of you had your angel that had their, their uh, bolt cutter over you in whatever area it was that you feel like you've been held back. But I say we're free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed amen so now i have a testimony um for those of you that uh, don't know i was driving my my dad was gracious enough to let me drive his truck for two years and three months i didn't have a vehicle i mean they began to think it was just my truck i think I we had loaned our other vehicle to our daughter because they their motor went out in the Hummer that they were driving and they uh, weren't able to, to uh, invest another vehicle right now. So we released that one and Daddy released his and so we just sewed to each other. But God, you know, I was believing God for a vehicle. It, it had been two years and. Three months. And I was like, God, I don't want to go in debt. And so, from some unexpected resource, God provided for my car. And so, I just have to give God praise for that blessing because it wasn't looking like. It was going to happen anytime soon. But God. And, and we didn't have to go in debt for it. And so I just give God praise for that. And, and the next one was our refrigerator went out. Been 16 years. Our appliances and everything. And I was like, a few months ago it went out and I just prayed for it. I was like, Lord, just, why don't you send a healing angel that's mechanical Just heal my refrigerator Fix it And it worked For almost two or three months I was like Well it's kind of like a healing didn't stay I was like wait But um, God provided for some new ones yesterday (laughs) And uh, I have a refrigerator that works now So Praise the Lord I was telling a friend I was like well I guess God worked everything out for my good. My refrigerator died and I got a new one. So he, he worked things out. So I just have to say thank you, Lord, for his uh, financial blessings. Amen.
1: Anybody else want to give a testimony this morning?
5: Yeah. I thought you were talking. <laughs> God just want me to say this. You know, you guys all see how I dance, how I'm free when I joy, when I praise, when I do it. And it's only because of one reason. It's because my Jesus don't need a surfboard. My Jesus don't need nothing. My Jesus has me in his grasp. has all you in his grasp. Our Jesus works for us for the greater good. No matter what we do now, my testimony right now is I had a, a revealing party yesterday for my son. Um, my, y'all know I'm going to be a grandpa. Well, come find out yesterday, I'm going to be a grandpa to a beautiful granddaughter. So, it's a girl. It's going to be a girl. I love Um, (laughs) y'all.
6: I have been struggling for a long time to know what the true love of a father is because of my childhood. And I have been working and working and reading and doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and telling God, you know, I want to experience what the true love of a father is. And when I walked in service this morning, I could feel there was something different in the atmosphere. There was just something different. I couldn't explain it, but there was something different. And when Tatum was doing her songs this morning, and then I walked around the sanctuary Because God had told me, per what you said about the bolt cutters, God told me, you are free of your past. You will now experience what my true love is. And that is a big, big deal for me.
7: uh, I know God is real. I went to uh, McDonald's this morning, and I know it's a new era because, uh, boy, I made an order, and I went inside, and I told that lady, number five, biscuits and gravy, to go, right? Well, I'm sitting there, you know, we're all waiting for our numbers, and she says, number 170, and I'm number 170, so I go up there, and, and there's a sausage, biscuits, and a hash brown. Now, I'm not even thinking what's going on. You know, I go, wait, this is supposed to go for to go. Can I have a bag? So she gave me a bag. So I put the stuff in the bag. Then I leave, and I get in my truck, and I start driving down the road. And I go, wait a minute. I order biscuits and gravy. I was like, why do I got a sausage biscuit and some hash browns? Then God goes, because that's what I want you to eat this morning. See, sometimes what we want not what we're going to get. God's got another plan for us. But you know what? It fulfilled me and it satisfied me. Amen.
8: Some of you guys don't know me. My name is Cindy Porter. You probably know my son, David Porter. Anyway, my husband has stage four brain cancer. But that's a lie. The MRIs are showing that there's nothing there, but the doctors won't say that there's not cancer. But they're keeping him on this medicine. So he's in a clinical trial study medicine called Avastin. When he's on it, he can talk better, he thinks better. And so we were at the doctor Thursday And he had been given permission to drive for two weeks, three weeks maybe. And it's very scary when a part of your brain is missing, and this person, when their brain is part of it's missing, they don't understand what's going on. They only know how to act how they know how to act. And so you have to think about well, they don't understand. They're only acting the way they know to. Well, we told him at the doctor, I'm like, no, you you can't drive anymore. So he was like a little kid. He pouted. He crossed his arms. But he didn't understand that it was getting very scary. And for when he's driving, he gets too close to the person in front of him. And I'm more worried about him hitting somebody else. I know that he's going to heaven if he was to die. I'm not ready yet. I don't know where I'm going with that. But I want you to know that when you pray, like we've had thousands of people praying for him. And I know you guys have been praying for him too. Don't think that your prayers are not working. Don't think that you're by yourself. When I start praying and I pray for him and everybody's praying for him, I think (laughs) that God is being bombarded. Heaven is being bombarded by your prayers, by all of these prayers. And God's going, okay, 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 I get it. So he is doing something. Not your time, but his time.
1: Anybody else? Anybody else? You know, when we give testimonies, our testimonies are not for us. They're for other people that are going through situations and circumstances very similar to our Situations and circumstances that we're going through, but there's hope. There's hope.
5: I do got a dad, my dad, and Hammond. him. All uh, my girl family. My grandma it had a stroke. When I died I died BS I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
9: This is not about me, except I was involved in it a little bit yesterday i called a friend of mine at vice i saw his wife pull in so i know he was out and about i called him up to see i said him i was going out to see another friend of mine that has a kidney failure and he's going to have to go on dialysis and at one time he said i'm not going to do that and they have convinced him that he does and so This other guy and I was ministering to him a little bit, encouraging him, telling him that he has two sons, a daughter, and several grandchildren, that he would be greatly missed, and they need him. His wife died several years ago, and he was kind of been in depression. But anyway, this other friend of mine, I don't know whether you're familiar with it, but Alpha 1... And he, I, I don't know very much about it, but I know it's a lung disease, a major lung disease. It is an inherited thing. And about three or four days ago, in the middle of the night, he spent three hours with his wife. Couldn't hardly get a breath of air in his lungs. Just could not get air in his lungs. And so he told his wife, he says, this may be it. But he says, before we do anything, we're going to get on our knees and pray. Now, I think what he prayed for was to be able to breathe. He said, in just a moment, I was relieved and I can breathe. And he looked at her and says, we've just had a miracle. Now, he didn't pray to be healed. He just knew what he needed at that time was to be able to get air in his body, to be able to live. Very appreciative. Very appreciative. He witnessed to the gentleman, and before we left, we all prayed together. Kind of an unusual thing for a bunch of old guys to get together and talk about God and the miracles that he does in our lives. So God's real. When you need that, be sure you ask for God to help in all of your situations.
5: I've come against some really really big ones in the past six months or so but God's still here he's still here he didn't move I might have moved but he didn't move he stands firm wherever I am he's standing there And the mountains have to move. And the sea has to part. And there's nothing that stands between me and him. No matter what comes against me, or against you, or against this body, nothing, nothing can stand between us. All we have to do is say, God, there's this mountain that I need it moved. There's a sea here and I need it parted because that's the only way I can get to you. I found out last week my dad has lung cancer. My mother died of lung cancer 7 years ago. Now my daddy has. And that's just one of the things that's come against us. I'm going to stand on the fact that God doesn't move. I'm going to stand on the fact that no matter what happens in my life or in the people's lives around me, God doesn't move.
1: You know, she's not the only one standing. I think there's something in in each and every one of our lives when we receive a diagnosis of something like that. Or maybe you receive something else that can be life-threatening. Maybe you have a loved one that's gone home to be with the Lord. We are in this morning that when we walk through something like that, God becomes what we need. Do you understand? God is the great I am. And you can fill in the blank. I am your strong tower. I am your comforter. I am your provision. I am your righteousness. I am your father. I am the great I am. When we go through these things and I... I um I don't believe God causes the sickness, the cancer, the those things. And that's contrary to some of the body of Christ. But they're coming along. God is a good God. And he's good all the time. And when things happen in our lives, we sometimes blame God for what he shouldn't be blamed for. Sometimes it can be the enemies, it can be situations. Life itself, God is set in motion and there's some things in life itself that take place for for our development. Do, Do you understand that? Do you guys, some may agree, some don't agree. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm just saying expand how God is. He's a good thing. He's a good God. And he wants good things for his children. So when we go through those things, we got to know that Holy Spirit is there to do his job. And his job, number one, is a teacher. His job, number two, is a comforter. Do you remember when Jesus was with the disciples and he said, Hey, I got to go. Because if I don't go, then the Father won't send the comforter. So Jesus said there's a there's a plan and purpose of God That when I go to be seated at the right hand of the Father, then the Holy Spirit can come and begin to bring comfort. I believe God wants to bring comfort this morning. I was sharing this morning with another believer that their husband had gone home to be with the Lord and I shared about my father going home to be with the Lord and my mother going home to be with the Lord those things and then how god met me in a deeper way if you let him i mean you have a choice you can say no and you can step back and say no i just i'm mad at you god because you caused this no god received my father because a week prior he gave his life to jesus and god will receive those and he's there to transition them from this natural earth into a heavenly place with Him, there's a transition that takes place. So tonight or today, I've been studying about the, the, the trading floor. There's a trading floor. You know, you, have, you know, in the natural, there's those of you that there's a trading floor. That you've you, maybe today you've you've got some pain and you some hurt, and it just needs to be traded for God's comfort. Maybe it needs to be traded for His peace. Maybe it needs to be prayed, traded for His joy. See, whatever it is that you're needing, God is there to meet. God is there to meet that. Maybe it's provision today whether it's financial provision or provision for other things. I was on a treadmill one the morning after Shelly went and got her new car, the two days after she got her new car. And I was like, God, how are people going to perceive me buying, a, a, a us buying a brand new car for my for my wife? And he spoke to me and he said, Eric, how many cars have you given away? And I said, seven. He said, don't you worry about it the seed that you sow comes back to you. He said, I'm providing a way. I'm giving the desires that you have within your heart and you have sown for that. And I was like, it's hard to sit up here and say that. How many lives have, have been impacted by, by you that you've impacted people's lives? Whether it's through prayer, whether it's through your love, whether it's through your goodness, whether it's even through your discipline to say, No, no, your lives are being impacted. I'm here to tell you that God wants to impact you this morning. And He wants to give you that trade. What do you got to trade, God, today? This is not a bartering system to where, you know, God, I'm going to trade you this for this. He's always into upgrades. Now, oh, come on, you guys that are techy guys and stuff. He's into upgrades. He wants to trade that sorrow for his peace. He wants to trade that hurt, that pain for his joy, for his comfort. He wants to trade that this morning. So let's just make some trades with God. How about that? We all came in here with something going on. You all came in here and said, God, I'm I'm dealing with this issue. Or I need to have you show up. Or God, where are you now? At our hog barn, one more testimony, and we're going to let the worship team. In our hog barn, when I first got up there, I received a phone call from a neighbor there, and he said, Eric, he said, it's headed, it's headed your way. Your barns are right in line of the fire. And I said, I'm on my way. I got there, and one of my employees, I I told him, I said, look, you guys got to get the garden hoses out. Let's start spraying down the ground. Let's start spraying down the barns. Let's just start spraying. And he was spraying. Well, I had two other guys at another site, so I left that site. I, I pulled up, and he was there, and I said, you're doing great. We watched. I was, could see the fire on the horizon, and it was coming. I went to another barn that I thought was in line, and I went over to that barn, and there were two other employees over there, and they were spraying. And I said, okay, here's what we got to do. Here's what we got to do. And I looked across the road, and I saw the fire shift, and all of a sudden it headed for that barn, and I knew he was down there spraying. The firefighters were starting to show up. So I get in my truck and I'm going to get him. Because all of a sudden I couldn't see the barn. I couldn't see anything and a fear came in my heart. And I said, "I just left him over there. I left him. I left him and I drove somewhere else and I went back and I couldn't get back in and the firefighters were in front of me and they all stopped because here come the the smoke, here come the fire." And I thought he was there. And I went up to one of the. It was a commissioner. And I said, I got to know where my employee is at. I got to know where he is at. And I said, he was over there. He said, I said, don't you have a radio? I said, yeah. I said, find out where he's at. So I drove on farther and I was stopped behind the fire trucks and and all of a sudden a guy pulls up next to me and he rolls the window down he said he is safe a firefighter went up and said you got to get out and you got to get out now he got in the truck and he drove to the south and I just want to give God some praise for that because I hadn't seen him, I didn't know where he was. I didn't know what was going on. He couldn't come back down the road because the fire was coming through. He had to go all the way down to the Laverne Cutoff Road and go back to 183, and uh, uh, yeah, 183, and come back up and come back up one of the other roads. Because after that had gone through and had moved through, I hadn't seen him for an hour. And all of a sudden, I go to one of my other barns and he's over there working. And I was like, "What are you doing? I've been looking for you." And I just gave him a hug. I was like, God, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. But there's a lot of people that have lost some stuff, cattle and and land and houses and other things, that it's hard for me to give a testimony of what God has done for me when there's been such destruction on other sides. So it's a bittersweet thing. So I said, God, I I trade this for you. I give you my life. I give you my all. I give you all I have to give. And then he gives me all of him. What do you want to trade this morning? Now listen, you're not trading something evil for something evil. Hello? You're going to trade your hurts or inhibitions or pain Or anything else that for what God has for you and how many of you know he gives good gifts to his children Let's trade this morning. Let's just trade with God this morning I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Let you guys see
2: told me this morning come into my secret place where my presence fills your atmosphere and he's here he says you can know me fully but you have to keep seeking I'm not one that wants to hide but you cannot know me unless you decide to seek me In my word, I have hidden nuggets of me, and as you understand my word, you'll understand me. Do you really want to know me, or do you want to know about me? There's a huge difference, you know. You can know about almost anyone if you search them out. But you won't know their personality, their likes, their character. The only way to know me is to spend time with me. And then I'll show you who I am. And when you know who I am, then you'll know who you are now that you are mine. All I want is to really show you my goodness. My integrity, my glory, so you can live in it. It's my utmost desire to give you the kingdom. So as I give it, you must receive it. So take my path and live as royalty. Amen.
10: want to take a moment. I'm going to take up tithes and offerings here in a little bit, but there is part of our body that's not with us this morning because Glenn and Debbie Raleigh are on their way to Missouri. Glenn's mother passed away, and uh, so we just want to lift them up to you. As a man about the same age as Glenn, I know what's going on in his heart now, the place that a man has in his heart for his mom. So we know he's he's hurting this morning, and they've got a long way to drive and a lot of things to take care of, so we just need to lift him up. Father, we lift up to you right now, Glenn and Debbie. Touch Glenn in his heart, Lord God, and send down that comfort to him to know, to know that his mother is now walking with you, that she is with you exploring that garden, exploring, Lord, through all the wonderful places of heaven. Comfort his heart, Lord God, and give him, Lord, the wisdom that he needs and the, the strength and focus to concentrate on his driving, concentrating on the traffic around him, knowing that your holy angels are surrounding him. And and be with Debbie as she, she seeks to comfort Glenn and be by his side. Lift them up both, Lord, and just strengthen them. Give them, Lord God, the wisdom they need to deal with the the points that have to be taken care of, the, the other family members and just the the business of this event and put that behind them, Lord, and let them comfort one another and be the comfort that, that you pour out on them, on the rest of the family. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Now as to offering last few weeks the Lord has led us different places and different New era, different way of doing things. And now, this morning, it, it goes so much with what he's placed in my heart. He's talked to us about covenant, about relationship, about how our relationship with him works. And while I was gone down to Houston to visit my wife, she's there taking care of her sister, went to church with my sister, and they we did a study on the book of Ruth. And if you ever dug into Ruth... You understand the picture of Christ in it so heavily of who he is. He is our redeemer. He is the one who comes and takes us out of where we were. Ruth was cut off. She had left her parents' family, married one of Naomi's boys, lost her husband, lost her father-in-law. Looked like she had lost everything. But she clung to one thing. She said to Naomi, wherever you go, I will go. Your God will be my God, and I place all my trust in him. And she followed Naomi back. She followed the leading of the Lord when Naomi told her to go and talk to Boaz and and put the situation in effect so that Boaz could be her redeemer. And God's provision came through Boaz in such a way that this guy took a family, Naomi and and a daughter-in-law, that had nothing left. They came back to Bethlehem with nothing. God's provision put them in the path of this man who had not just a field, but fields. You read Ruth, and it talks about his wheat harvest, his barley harvest. The provision that she stepped into... By trusting in the Lord, by trusting and giving her life over to Him, her Redeemer brought her into the family that was the lineage of David, and it's the lineage of Jesus. You've been brought in. You've been brought in. your Redeemer ever lives to make intercession for you and to make provision for you. All He asks is that you just trust Him. Trust Him with what you have. Bring it unto him, and he will bring in the wheat harvest, the barley harvest, to where there's piles of grain. You read one place where Boaz was laying next to piles of grain. That's the provision that grafted that God grafted Ruth into. He grafted you into because you have trusted in the Redeemer. And if you're you're saying, but this this can't apply to me. This covenant thing can't apply to me because of where I'm from or where I'm I'm, I'm so broken. What did God do with that? You look, at, you look back through uh, uh, Boaz's heritage. If you read in Matthew chapter 1, Boaz's mother was Rahab. So you think he understood a little bit about redemption and about restoration, about being grafted in? I think he did. So when he took Ruth to him, he knew what he was doing. He was bringing in the broken, bringing in the hurting, restoring, redeeming. I am providing. That's who you have given yourself to by trusting the Lord with your finances. So when you make that checkout and you think about it, you know that he is your redeemer, that you've been redeemed. You know that bountifully you've been grafted in. You're part of the kingdom of God. You're part of the family of David. You're the line of Jesus Christ. You've been grafted in and provision. He provides everything that you're going to need. There's going to be times when it doesn't look like it, but you know what? You're going to flip on the light switch and the lights are going to come on. You're going to go open the refrigerator and there's going to be food in it. Everything that you need is in him. And I just want to read one verse here. Come on. Isaiah 14, 17. This is what the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel says. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit and benefit, who leads you in the way that you should go. You got questions about your finances, questions about your family, questions about your brothers and your sisters, questions about what job I'm going to have tomorrow. Your Redeemer has it. So stand to your feet and bring your trust. Father, we come to you, Lord, with trust, knowing that you are our redeemer, that our redeemer ever lives to make provision for us, to make intercession for us. So we trust you with our finances. We trust you with the tithe, with the bountiful, with the missions offering, with the the gift that we have, Lord, whatever it is we have, we know you are the multiplier. You are our redeemer, and we trust you with everything we have in Jesus' name.
0: That's
11: easier it's a lot easier to sit back there and just kind of blend in but guys been last two Sundays been wanting me to get up and say something so I even thought about it all week at work thinking just soon not do that but anyway guys just it's been stirring my heart and always you know he's just always showing me little different things but when she was talking about everything about the You know, the garden and everything turning green and stuff. And I was um, thinking when she was talking about that, I was thinking about a wild olive tree because we was all wild olive trees, and God had mercy on us. And by his grace, he grafted us into his vine. And he was talking about being a taproot a while back, and that's been stirring in my heart, you know. We're taprooted down in there. It might be dry everywhere you're at, but you're into his river underground even maybe and when you get tapped down into his rivers coming out of his temple you know you start understanding about grace and peace and keeping your eyes on him and you know there's a lot of things that happens to us and we go through a lot of things in our life i grew up in the panhandle and you know flatland jackrabbits and sagebrush and i was pretty content but you know when you start going through things in the spirit you start having mountains rise up in front of you and um you know jesus when he was going through things he would go up into the hills and then to the mountains and that's where he'd seek god all night long and when we get mountains in our life we got to speak to him grace grace i was listening to joseph's prince and that's why he was saying speak to the mountains, grace, grace, and they'll be crushed and they'll be moved, you know. And when that happens, you know, we're back in the levels, level lands. That's where I feel uncomfortable. I think a Level Land, Texas. I've done jobs out there. You know, it's nice, level. That's the way I like it, you know. And at the same time, I like being surrounded by his mountains and talking about his greatness in his camps. But I was... You know i was thinking about a wild olive tree too because i was a tree trimmer for like 14 years and the uh being you know being a wild olive tree you're out of control you're not maintained and god you know he's our tree trimmer he starts pruning this back and more foliage comes but it's good foliage, and our limbs is all out of control they our bark's becoming changing you don't, you're looking at it thinking that's a different kind of bark right there. I don't know what's going on because you've been grafted in to the vine, so you're going to have new bark. But anyway, that um, once you start doing that and, you know, you're coming at, at the same time, he's teaching you to come out of them dry places into places like the panhandle. You come from a olive tree, and next thing you know, you're planting by his river. There's green grass, you're knee high in it. And you get to looking at your bark and thinking, I don't even look the same no more. What it is, I've turned into an oak tree. And, you know, I've always liked oak trees. i got one in my yard, and I'll go out there and fill that um, bark and stuff. But God was just revealing that on me, and I'd read the other day in Psalms or Isaiah about the oak tree along his river that comes out of his temple. But I was just wanting to share that, you know, that no matter what happens, God can always turn things around for us, and he can show us peace in our wilderness. We just got to keep our eyes on him, and I just want to testify about Jesus Christ, and I just praise him for all he's done in my life, you know, because a lot of times people can get in that dark spot when they start having mountains, and they're in that valley. They don't know how to get out of it. And that's why I want to praise God about it because I went through some pretty intense stuff in the last 10 months that I could have just been looking and staying in the dark and, you know, just gave up. But Christ has done a great work in my heart, and he's changed my heart. And I just want to thank him, and I give him all glory and honor and praise for dying for my sins and changing me. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: Come on, let's give the Lord Almighty a shout of praise in the house. Hallelujah.
4: Praise the Lord. Well, God just took us in a different direction today. We've had uh, two unique Sundays, right? Before we let you go, um, I want Tatum to come up and share about the pregnancy center. Do you have that video?
12: Okay, just I'll talk while you get it ready. So um, how many of you know that we have a pregnancy center here in this town? I think a lot of people don't know. And earlier this week, I completely lost my voice. Like, it was terrible. (laughs) I think my kids loved it, but (laughs) no, I had no voice. And like, so we have a four-year-old who's very active and needs a lot of instruction constantly. And I could not speak. I was like trying to, you know, holler at her and our dogs. And it was just like so exhausting. And I didn't didn't know how horrible it would be to go through life without a voice all the time. And this morning, Pastor Eric asked me to share about the concert. Is that unborn babies have no voice. We are their voice. And I... Know without a shadow of a doubt that God is pro-life, okay? (laughs) And this is not, I do not want ever, ever, ever to make anyone feel condemned. No decision is out of the reach of the love of God. But what we do at the Pregnancy Center, I serve on the board there, and we, women can come. We've had women from the age of 11, which really isn't a woman, it's a child, up to 60 years old come to be tested, to take pregnancy tests. And then they counsel them and um, always present the gospel, always lead them towards life. Um, Just recently, there was a young woman who came in, and she was wanting to have an abortion. And um, we have a doctor in town who willingly lets any client that we have come in and have an ultrasound. And she heard that baby's heartbeat, and she changed her mind. But the great thing is is that we don't just like don't have an abortion choose life and then send them on their way. We educate them. We have classes and we teach them how to how to care for a baby, just physical stuff. Cuz some I mean if you're 11 years old and you don't have a dear Jesus, you know, how do you know how to take care of a baby? And but, but they can go to classes to parent and how, learn how to parent and how to raise a child and then they earn um points to get stuff like diapers and how you know babies are expensive kids are expensive for many years kids are expensive <laughs> you know so w- we are not just saying here choose life and then good luck you know we are providing them a way to learn and grow and helping them and so i said all that to say this our major fundraiser for the year is is a spring concert we bring in a christian band and it's this April 9th, Sunday, April 9th um, at 5.30. Building 429 is going to be here. So I'll let this video. Go ahead.
11: Hey, Woodward.
9: Hey, Woodward. I'm Jason from Building 429. I'm Josh Wilson. And I'm Chris August. And we are bringing the Worship in the Round Tour to you this spring. Shame you may be wondering what worship in the round actually is well worship in the round is very different from a normal touring situation normally you come to a tour you see an opener followed by another opener followed by a headliner that's not the way this works at all we're all on stage together and we're sharing each other's songs it's so much fun
1: it's a little bit of everything we are playing some of the songs of ours you might have heard on the radio also we'll be singing worship songs that we want you to sing with us we're coming to Woodward High School in Woodward, Oklahoma on April 9th. You don't want to miss out, so get your tickets at building429.com. So um, the church actually
12: church has tickets that you can buy. If we have ten more people, my ticket is fifteen dollars. If you go to the movies and you you buy a ticket to the movie and then you buy popcorn and pop, which how I many of you eat watch a movie without a snack? I mean, it's impossible. If you do that, please let me know how you do that. <laughs> You're going to spend $15. Okay, this is $15. It's an investment. Every bit of the proceeds for the ticket sales go directly back to the pregnancy center. So if you don't want to go to the concert, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to the concert, buy someone a ticket or just sew into the pregnancy center. It's such an important such an important ministry that so many in our community do not know what we do they think we hand out free pregnancy tests and say yeah you're pregnant good luck it's so much more than that we are providing a need for women and for fathers as well fathers come and can take pregnant, uh, not pregnancy tests <laughs> no 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 take parenting classes is what I meant to say and so we are providing a, a big need for this community so please um, buy your ticket April 9th Um, 5.30 p.m.
4: Praise the Lord. Well, next Sunday is, how many of you have been to our creation seminar before with Grady McMurtry? Raise your hands. Well, some of you haven't. Well, Grady is coming back next Sunday. I think this is his third time with us, and it's usually, you know, the first time we had to wait four years, I think, to get him and then it was three years in between. It's always amazing to think, it's already been three years? (laughs) Wow, time flies, doesn't it? So next Sunday, Grady will be here Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night. So come every night if you can, and uh, bring someone else, invite people, and it'll be at uh, 6.30 for the evening times, and regular time on Sunday at 10. So we're excited about Grady being here, and Yes, he, he was an evolutionist um, before he became a, a believer in, uh, 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 what's the word, uh, a creationist. Thank you, <laughs> a creationist, and that our earth is not as old as what they want to say it is, right? So he is one smart dude. We take him to dinner, and he talks, and I think, I, he he told us what his IQ was, and I'm like, wow. So Grady knows his stuff. He knows from a scientist's view on on evolutionist side to God's view. Amen. So you want to come and learn, and he has a lot to teach us. So come next Sunday, and let's be supportive of Grady being here, and invite somebody that might be interested in knowing more about how God created our earth. Amen. I still, re, I still, my problem, my favorite was when the, when the earth, the waters cleave, that was one of them that just stuck with me. And I, I'm hoping he does that one again. Cause that was like my favorite. It was so amazing to hear, um, the wisdom behind that. Yes. All about the flood and the waters cleaving and and just God's perfect design and all that. It, it's beautiful. You know, God always has a plan. Amen? Well, let's stand to your feet. And let's just give God some praise for what he did today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Because God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. I think I missed that the last two Sundays. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got it in there. So, Father, I just thank you for every every family member here today. God, I just pray that you would bless them, keep them, that you guide them, direct them this week, give them your wisdom, give them clarity of mind this week. Lord, I thank you for working everything out for our good in every situation in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. God bless you all.